guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. We are in chapter 18 of 1 Kings today, and this is a crazy chapter. We're actually introduced to a guy, a lot of people don't know this guy, his name is Obadiah. Now, he is not the Obadiah that the Old Testament book is named after. This is just a guy, he is a, he is, he's someone who apparently works in Ahab's kingdom and somehow, but this guy is a man who loves the Lord. In fact, in verse 3, it says, Ahab called Obadiah, which was the governor of his house. So this guy was pretty high up there, and it just there. Now, Obadiah feared the Lord greatly, meaning he reverenced God and loved God. For it was so when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord, Jezebel's a bad, bad lady, Obadiah took an hundred prophets and hid them by 50 in a cave and fed them with bread and water. So as Jezebel's trying to cut off the prophets, you've got Obadiah who is saving the day by sustaining the prophets. There's got to be a lesson there for us, right? Now, as Elijah is coming along to a, a crazy story that we'll get to in just a second here, he's coming to Ahab. On the way, he is met by Obadiah. And I love, again, this picture, how he is bowing to him and showing reverence to him. And he says, art thou my Lord, Elijah? And he responds, verse eight, I am. Go tell thy Lord. Behold, Elijah is here. And there's an interesting little interchange between he and Obadiah where it's like, uh, okay, if I do that that's not going to go well for me and Elijah's like look just go and do it I need to meet with him because this stuff that's going on with uh, Ahab and Jezebel it's got to stop this Baal worship it has got to stop so go tell him that I am here and I imagine there was also a little thank you to him uh, for helping save those prophets from Ahab and Jezebel well verse 17 came to pass Ahab saw Elijah Ahab said unto them art thou he that troubleth Israel which is interesting because I think whenever a prophet speaks the world is going to feel a little troubled now it's not the prophet that's causing the trouble, in fact, verse 18, he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house. It's your behavior that's doing the trouble. I'm just the one who is coming in to try to help you out, which again, that hasn't changed much. Even today, we have that happening. In that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and how hast followed Balaam. Now therefore, send, gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel. You've got this crazy ultimate battle of the gods that's about to happen. The prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of the groves, 400, which eat at Jezebel's tables. So you've got over 800 people here. So what happens is in verse 20, they gather the prophets. Now the footnote says false prophets together at Mount Carmel. And so you got this battle of the gods here. In fact, there's kind of a fun little picture here. Elijah more or less tells them, he says, look, go grab a bull. You've got this altar right here. Don't put fire under, but you prepare the heck out of this thing so this thing can be ready. And then you call upon your God and watch him call down fire. I'm going to do the same thing. And whosoever God brings down fire that's the God that you need to worship. And they're like, let's do this. And so they put all of this together and they wait and wait and wait. Back 26 says, from morning even until noon, saying, oh, Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, neither any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar which was made. Verse 27 is a funny one. Came to pass at noon, Elijah mocked them. I can just picture him just kind of sitting there. 
He said, cry aloud, for he is a god, or either he's talking or he's pursuing, meaning he's doing something else, or he's on a journey, or peradventure he sleepeth and must be awaked. Just sitting there going, what? Just, just cry louder. Maybe he can't hear you. And they cried aloud. They cut themselves after the manner with knives and lancets till blood gushed upon them. And Elijah's probably watching this going, y'all are freaks, okay? Verse 29, it came to pass when midday was past. They prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice and that there was neither voice nor any answer or any that regarded. Now verse 30, Elijah said unto all the people, come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Verse 31, Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob. Again, this is this is an object lesson for the kingdom of Israel. Unto whom the word of the Lord came saying, Israel shall be thy name. And he starts making a trench about the altar filled with water, barrels of water. Verse 34, do it a second time and then do it a third time. Water ran about the altar. Just trench this thing, douse this thing with water. Verse 36, and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast turned their heart back again, meaning that you have the abilities to be able to bring them back. And then the fire of the Lord fell, consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is the God, the Lord, he is the God. Now, I love that story. It's just like you got this crazy battle going on. One of the verses that if I was really a scripture marking kind of person, which I am, you've probably seen on here, you go back to verse number 21, and this is kind of a bold statement. And it's a bold statement from a prophet of God. Elijah came unto the people. This is prior to all that. He said, how long halt ye between two opinions? It's a great statement in the world that we live in, especially today. If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And then the people answered him not a word. Which is interesting. You go to the uh, come follow me here. And there's a reference to this that I think is great. It says, the Israelites may have felt that they had good reasons to worship Baal despite the Lord's command. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Baal was known as the god of storms and rain. And after three years of drought, they desperately needed a storm. And Baal worship was socially accepted and endorsed by the king and queen. Again, there's so many things that are very parallel to our day here. As you read 1 Kings 18, which we just went through, consider any situations in your life that could be compared to the situation that the Israelites were in. Do you ever find yourself indecisive about following the Lord because the alternatives seem reasonable and compelling? In the events found in this chapter, what do you think the Lord was trying to teach the people about himself and about Baal, what experiences have taught you similar truths? It might be interesting to note things that Elijah said and did in this chapter that demonstrate his faith in the Lord. What do you learn from Elijah about faith? Which is interesting because it gives you a couple footnotes down there. It gives you uh, Joshua 24, 15, which is the choose ye this day whom you will serve. Second Nephi chapter 2, verses 26 through 28, where Lehi is talking about how you can choose between liberty in eternal life or captivity and death, but you have choice on this. 
Faith is a choice. I am such a firm believer in that. If you want to stay in the church, you'll find every reason to stay. You'll find reasons. If you want to leave the church, you'll find every reason to it. So here's Elijah just saying, look, how long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, then follow him. If Baal be God, then follow him. Uh, one of the cross references that I've put in there in my own scriptures is Matthew 6, 24, which you're familiar with this, where it says, no man can serve two masters. He'll either hate the one or love the other. He'll hold to the one, despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And so I love this idea idea of just faith is a choice. Look, if you're going to follow, then choose to follow. I really think, and I may be oversimplifying this, I probably am, but I really think again, if you want to follow, then you'll find a way to do it. If you don't want to follow, then you'll find a way to do it. And here's Elijah calling out the children of Israel in this northern kingdom and saying, look guys, make a choice. Make a choice. If God is God, follow him. And I think there's a great statement for you and I, again, looking at our world today and deciding, look, if God is God and the things that he does are real, then follow him. And it is your choice to do so. And, and I love this story here because it really does kind of put the vice grips on the king of Israel saying, choose, choose to follow the Lord. And then Elijah does that crazy, awesome object lesson. And they respond by saying, hey, the Lord, he is the God. It's a great story with great relevance to our day. And I'm grateful for this. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.